Welcome to the Inner Trends Podcast. Welcome to the future of mobility. Simply stay on track. Hello and welcome to the first episode of our InnoTrans podcast. My name is Tim Bendig Wegner. I'm the press officer of InnoTrans and usually the guy who writes press releases or entertains you on social media. But now I'm really pleased to have you here listening to us to our first episode. But before we are starting our podcast, the whole team of InnoTrans want to, uh, wants to say thank you to our loyal trade visitors and exhibitors for your support uh, last year. It was really tough for us, and at the same time, we say now is the right moment to look forward to InnoTrans 2022. I guess if you all read the papers, you notice there's currently a lot happening around the world that also have effects um, or impacts on the mobility of the future. So with this podcast, we want to talk about it with leading international industry representatives And moreover, we want to give you exclusive insight into our planning for InnoTrans 2022. So you're right now at our heart, InnoTrans planning heart, directly here in our home office. And my first guest is Kerstin Schulz. She's the director of InnoTrans. And we want to talk about the news, the brand new things at InnoTrans. And afterwards, I'm really pleased to welcome the managing director of the VDB, the German Railway Association, Dr. Möbius. And we will speak about Corona Mobility and actually the future for a clean mobility. So, Cassine, you're first. Welcome on show. How are you doing? I'm fine, Tim. Thanks. How are you? Well, let's say still fine. I hope I don't uh, screw up the interview. No, kidding. Um, Cassine, I was just talking about the difficult last year. So no matter which media you open, you always read kind of depressing news. But you sound really optimistic to me. Why are you optimistic? Why are you optimistic for um, Intertrans 2022? Yeah, actually, um, InnoTrends is doing good so far. Um, exhibitors, which canceled before, are coming back. We are pre um, preparing the 2022 show, and there are only a few places available. So the demand of the exhibitors to get back on the platform InnoTrends for the future of mobility is kind of strong. What else is new in 2022? Um, we will be streaming the whole site program in 2022. Um, brand new will be our streaming studio, which is located directly on the fairground and which can be booked externally as well from now on. So if you want to spread your word to the world, maybe book a streaming studio. It's, it's a pretty cool studio. I visited like um, last week. But before the streaming studio, we had the Speakers Corner, and we still have the Speakers Corner, to get your message to the InnoTrans public. So what is new about the Speakers Corner in 2022? Yeah, in the past years, we have had two Speakers Corners on InnoTrans, but the demand um, is so high for companies to present themselves that in 2022, we offer five speakers' corners. That means for each segment, one. So you just mentioned that the company is presenting themselves to the audience, but in InnoTrans 20 or at InnoTrans 2022, there will be also the chance for young professionals to present themselves. It's called Oriel Press Career Boost Casting. That's a really cool name, but what's the concept behind it? Yeah, this unusual format turns actually the tables 
instead of companies presenting their jobs, talented young people can make their pitches to them. Um, this is how we are making young professionals visible, visible to the rail industry. And that whole thing will be a new challenge because you have 90 seconds to introduce yourself to the industry live on stage. We are not live. We have no stage podcasting. Why don't we do it? You get 90 seconds now. Present yourself, pitch yourself to our audience. Why are you the super director of Innotrans? No, 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 no. 90 seconds are not enough for me. <laughs> you, you, already, you already wasted 15 of your 90 seconds. Yeah, we will leave that up to the professionals. Okay. Or maybe next episode. I don't know. We, we can practice. We can practice. No, let's, uh, let's sum it up. 25 uh, young talents um, will get the chance to actually... Go on stage and maybe get their dream job. 90 seconds, really, really tough challenge. Um, what I have also on my paper now is um, is a point called Science Slam. What is Science Slam all about? It is a science communication format where young scientists explain their research projects in short 10-minute talks that are very easy to follow. And afterwards, the audience gets to vote. And it will be all about mobility. And um, it will be on the last day of Innotrans. That means on Friday. So to sum it up, it's not like a rap slam. So they don't rap, but they present maybe some really forward-thinking uh, mobility ideas, not in a 500 pages papers, but in 10 minutes in a really vivid way. So maybe the, the solution for many challenges of the mobility can be found on uh, Innotrans 2022, actually. At, at Science Slam. So that is pretty cool. Let's sum up, casting what we have. We have a streaming studio, which can be booked from now on. We have five speakers' corners for each segment, so everybody gets a chance to finally talk again, connect again, present again. And we're having the Euro Press Career Boost, which is the good way to actually go on stage 90 seconds and, yeah, Get the, uh, get the job of your dreams. It's part of the Innotrans campus. And we have Science Slam, which I'm really curious about. Maybe we will have the research project that changed our way of mobility. Maybe we have flying trains afterwards. I don't know. That is so many interesting input. Cassie, thank you. And we will go on now with uh, Dr. Möbius. I'm very pleased to have now our first InnoTrans podcast guest. As Managing Director of the German Railway Association VDB, he has been working on the progress of rail mobility in Germany and Europe since May 2015. Topics such as clean mobility, digitization of railways and climate change are part of his daily agenda. He also made the quote, the railway industry in Germany now wants to move into the future at twice the speed. Welcome, Dr. Ben Möbius. Nice to have you on show. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. At the beginning of our talk, uh, let us briefly give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit personally, as far as that is possible in that kind of setting here in our podcast. Your CV reads quite impressively. You're a political <laughs> scientist and historian, studied in Hamburg, Bamberg, and Cambridge, and then worked as a journalist for the well-known uh, German newspaper FAZ, among others. So um, there always is quite yeah, a vita. But for our podcast, we thought of something, we call it InnoTrans Intro, and it should bring you, Dr. Möbius, a bit closer to our listeners in a different way, away from your vita. Are you, are you ready for 
the Inner Trans intro. I'm ready for the Inner Trans intro. Okay, let's try this. You're the first, try and error. Okay. So you represent the railway industry in Germany in the expert group rail supply industry of the EU Commission. I guess that means a few trips to Brussels for you. So w what do you do actually when you're waiting on a train? Uh, <laughs> when I'm waiting for the train, I would normally probably scroll through my emails. And in some cases, I wouldn't actually say I'm waiting. For instance, in Berlin, I'm normally just take a breath of free fresh air and then I see the S-Bahn approaching because we have a very amazing frequency here. Okay. I, I always tend to eat while waiting on trains. That's not good Is for me. Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not always working like you with the emails. But you're also a historian, so imagine you meet a mobility enthusiastic time traveler from the year, uh, let's say, 1950. Which progress of mobility uh, would you show that person, that time traveler, first? Uh, obviously trains, because this is uh, the most fascinating and captivating and also mission-free uh, mode to travel nowadays. I think he would be very interested in that, in that uh, evolution of trains. I did a little research. Uh, 70 years ago, the, the metro in Munich uh, had its first drive. So, yeah, so maybe that's interesting. And last but not least, um, what is your most interesting uh, Exciting, remarkable, amazing Innotrans experience. Ah, oh, that one is a hard one. Um, it's quite a <laughs> competitive field, actually. Um, with the with the grain of pathos, maybe allow me. It's really the the rhythm of of the Innotrans, like like the inspiring meetings, like the the vibrant atmosphere in the halls, like like really the spirit of future mobility. I think that's it. Thank you. Well, well said. Well said. So I hope for our listeners that you had now the chance to get uh, Dr. Möbius to know a little bit better, maybe. And now we're starting our interview. So, Mr. Möbius, first question. In its balance sheet for the first half of 2020, the rail industry in Germany achieved sales of 6.4 billion euros in revenue. This means an increase of 25.5% compared to the previous year. Is the rail industry actually one of the beneficiaries of the corona crisis? So it's inevitable that an economic downturn of this magnitude would also inflict some, some hardship on our industry. Back in March, April 2020, we seriously contemplated about the question whether or not we might be able to maintain a well-functioning value chain. And then we as you said, uh, actually managed to gain the upper hand. I think there are probably, f first and foremost, three ingredients for that. Uh, a very focused cooperation with the operators and uh, the, in the political realm, uh, the orchestration with our partners all over the world, and a very closely intertwined, extremely resilient cluster structure in Germany of OEMs and uh, SMEs, the proverbial German Mittelstand. So people can count on us and on our uh, capacity, that's true. And I, I think uh, the COVID crisis has shown how rail transport and the maintenance behind that can safeguard the supply of essential goods like uh, medical devices, like pharmaceuticals and uh, food. But by the same token, German railway industry is highly globalized. 
that also holds true for our small and medium-sized hidden champions. And uh, so the world market really is our stage as well. And there we interact. There we give technical advice to our clients on the spot. And this is obviously very difficult now. And uh, the, the order intake in 2020, of course, to some degree mirrors this crisis on the world market. And uh, so I believe um, we don't exactly have a bullish outlook right now. Mm. But in the long term, I mean, green mobility really is key to a green restart. So mm. uh, at the horizon, I think we have an upbeat growth prospect. Thanks for that huge overview. But let me come back. While we are speaking, we have a lockdown in Germany. There are plenty of lockdown all over the world. And just a few days ago, uh, the borders, our European borders, have been not closed down again like in the early spring of 2020. But um, there are people talking about, for example, Portugal at the moment is closed down. Are you concerned about the exports, actually? Well, frankly speaking, this is, uh, to some degree, an uphill battle, no doubt about that. But we managed to maintain international value chains back in March, April last year. And so I do believe we can manage to do so now as well. But it's a very tough situation, no doubt about that. Let us come to a second uh, big and important topic at the moment. Several international studies uh, from the end of last year say that private transport is gaining importance due to the pandemic. Like 23% of Germans, 22% of Americans and 21% of Japanese are using cars more often. So we have Americans, Central Europeans and Asian people. And they say all, that's kind of interesting, all say that they feel more safe in a car. In a statement from last August, you said that rail 4.0 is a key technology for an emission-free mobility. So um, do you fear that the issue of climate change and clean mobility has lost uh, importance in society? Personally, I don't see uh, the pandemic actually overshadowing the climate crisis, at least not uh, persistently so. Um, that is not insinuating that I'm that I'm saying we just can sweep the more complicated issues under the carpet. Of course, in uh, view of the crisis, we see numbers of people using public transport shrinking, and in some cases, actually plummeting by by up to ninety percent. But what does it mean? Is this really reflecting a durable general skepticism? I personally don't think so. I think it's more or less uh, reflecting the imperative. Not to get around if it's not absolutely necessary. And that's absolutely do you, rightfully so. Yeah. So do you think that this will recover quite soon? That fear of, of well, I, getting I, into a, getting on a getting on a metro train or waiting on an S-Bahn like like you do, or you did maybe most of the uh, most of the days before uh, the pandemic, before we all um, started to work at uh, our home offices. Yeah, I think one needs to be cautious uh, very clearly. Um, it's just a preliminary idea one can have now. But with the vaccination underway, we actually do see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I personally believe that people are not terribly susceptible of the idea to have an economic upswing, which is detrimental to climate protection. I think people want clean mobility. And that is basically for, for two reasons, I guess. Globally, people do know 
that climate change is increasingly visible and tangible. And if the world wants to be climate neutral by 2050, mobility must curb its greenhouse gas emissions by 90%, 90%. So we really mm -hmm. need to revolutionize mobility, if you like. And secondly, it's really the day-to-day -day life. I mean, how much space do city dwellers need for, for relaxation, for, for parks? And how much congestions are we uh, willing to accept? Some of them are really apocalyptic now. I mean, it's like the whole city grinds to a halt. And I, I think individuals lose time by that for what really matters for them most, families, jobs, and yeah, themselves. Yeah. So I, I do see that there is a widespread consensus that we need to have future clean mobility and therefore rail will really be the key, key part. So you just said that um, for society, uh, clean mobility and the green restart is still important to sum it up. So there is no, no need for the rail industry to intend a new trend or something like this. That's absolutely correct. And I think uh, after all, we really have an upbeat message because clean mobility nowadays means more mobility, means better mobility, means more fascinating mobility, and by the same token, zero emissions. I think this is a wonderful narrative uh, and that is a very important narrative for the planet, actually. And for the future, and uh, while we're speaking f um, of the future, uh, that's like a really good point. Um, so at the InnoTrans convention uh, last September, um, one of your main focus was digitization. So how do you assess the current state of development and implementation, actually? I mean, in Germany, we set a pretty clear target in 2018. Double the number of rail passengers by 2030 for clean mobility. That's the overarching strategy. And of course, digitization really is the heartbeat of that. And so we took a very clear strategic decision in Germany last year to ambitiously, and one could say audaciously, digitize our complete railway network, like interlocking switches, ETCS, the future railway mobile communication system, and so forth. And I believe we are well on track. We are well on track. We can thereby create a completely new level of capacity, efficiency, and reliability. So do you, do you have any any examples uh, that shows how um, the digitization and the development is moving forward? Uh, well, I guess the case in point is actually automated train uh, operation. And frankly speaking, we are telling everybody it's great fun to go by train, right? Yeah. And the other day, Prior to COVID, some guys told me, hang on for a second, hang on. Working in a busy downtown district and going by train means the metro is virtually stuffed to the jills. And each and every day you will have two options, either squeeze yourself in or postpone your journey. And ATO, based, of course, on digitization, on data, means there's a third option enough space for everybody because in automated mode we can safely operate more trains and much closer so ato services would easily run every two minutes or so more frequency more flexibility and by the way also more energy efficiency up to 30 percent yeah. for instance in london and paris so, so it just works Uh, so you just mentioned the people, and actually that's totally right. Um, the people, like our listeners, um, the society is one. Well, let's say it's the main user of of trains. And how do you uh, integrate um, also the the society in your decision making process? I think this is an absolutely important point. 
Because as I said, future mobility really is a promise for tomorrow. So let's integrate people because it's their trains. And uh, there's one example actually, which is uh, quite dear to me. Why not let city dwellers have the final say on the exterior design of a new, say, streetcar? And why not put three options on the internet to let people just mm -hmm. vote? And that's exactly what happened in the city of Calgary. And uh, the most popular sport over there is ice hockey with prestigious women's and men's uh, teams. And so the elected design is inspired by ice hockey. People call it the mask. So guess what happened? It's no longer a new streetcar. It's our new streetcar. It's mm -hmm. iconic. And I think that shows future mobility is fascinating, dazzling, captivating. Let's use the full potential. So more participation, actually, of the people. Absolutely so, yeah. Because it's our planet. That's, that's, that's good. And last question. So uh, you just spoke about the importance of the participation of the people. So InnoTrans is one of the, or let's say it is actually the biggest platform for the future of mobility. What trend are you following for the next InnoTrans in 2022? Or what other trends should our listeners follow? Maybe you could be the influencer, the, the, new, the new railway influencer. That's your chance. So uh, what, what, what is the trend? I got that. <laughs> Uh, but allow me to to maybe make a rather, I guess, personal note. I really, really look forward to Inatrans. I look forward to the meetings with our partners and friends. I look forward to to the inspiring, fruitful exchange of views and ideas, and the vivid and creative atmosphere, and of course also the dazzling exhibits. So, I'm I'm probably. Rhapsodizing now a bit, but please don't be too strict with me on that. Um, It's I, your influence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, actually, I think there will be, um, uh, in Trans 2020, will be both uh, a renaissance and a debut. It's obviously a renaissance that it is a big comeback of the world's leading trade fair and forum for cutting-edge uh, future mobility. I see the Inotrans evolving to some degree because uh, the virtual formats uh, you alluded to, uh, we hammered out in absentia of a physical fair will probably to some degree converge with the, the classical fair. But I don't see that there is any substitute for a real fair with real people and uh, real showcases and a real forum which uh, companies can capitalize on. And Inotrans... 22 will also be a debut. It will be nothing short of the first fully-fledged global trade show of the new era of clean mobility. And German railway industry, having a solid reputation, I guess, as the world's leading and most innovative railway industry, will certainly offer a whole panorama of fascinating new possibilities, such as artificial intelligence, new lighter materials, automated driving, electrification, hybrid battery fuel cells, intelligent components, cybersecurity, mobility as a service, and so forth. That's for waving the flag a bit, I know. But uh, it, yeah. it really is a, a, a mobility re revolution. I think future mobility, the forum is inner trans, and future mobility is about individual freedom it's about social cohesion about growth about climate protection and german railway industry is thrilled to modulate this new era with our partners and friends so in a nutshell if you like let's meet at inner let's reinvent mobility
Thank you so much for being here, actually here on our first episode of our InnoTrans podcast. And now I guess it's time for listening to some music. I wouldn't call it Renaissance style, but it's a bit more funky. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Mugavitz. So much. Pleasure. And thank you for listening. We will be back at the 9th of March with more interesting topics. This was the InnoTrans podcast. Have a good day and hear you soon.